What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us here. I am Rob Bifo, and this is Honest and Uneducated, the show where we talk about anything from movies, movie news, video games, comic books, just all sorts of fun stuff like that. I'm not alone here today. Joining me to help me break down some of these news topics we have here is none other than Rick Metz himself. How are you doing today, Rick? Doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hair's yeah. looking on point, as oh, they thank would you. say. Yeah. Thank you. Wish yeah. I had some I could style on you. Know. <laughs> But I don't, Alonis. But someone else who has some killer hair that they could do a lot more with than I could is none other than John Knight here. How you doing, John? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be back. He looking does have some good hair. Some, looking forward to some uh, WandaVision. Now. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. The pandemic really, really gave me an excuse to let it go. And so I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm, just letting, I'm, I'm just letting it see how far it can go at this point, I think. And my hair mm-hmm. hasn't been that long. Rick, probably the same for you, but since high school. Yeah, like, your hair has your hair ever been that long? It it's close. I got down to my shoulders. Yeah, when but we were in high school, I had it like past my shoulders. Yeah, you you had some pretty long hair for a while. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, that was weird. That was back. <laughs> I'm, go- when I'm had going. Hair. I'm going the unorthodox route. I'm growing my hair longer the later in life, as opposed to the earlier in life, like Dude, most people. At least you can. Like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm sure, thirty and true. I can't grow I'm, my like I'm going bald, dude. <laughs> like, this is what it is. I would not complain. Yeah, that's definitely a good. It's a good problem to have, like for yeah. sure. Like, too much hair. I, I got it everywhere. I've had a beard since like freshman year of high school, and uh, you had a but beard yeah, since that, you were like a kid. I know, literally since I was like it, actually since middle school, I had a beard. Jesus, like prior to that. I thought you were like thirty when I met you in high school. That's what I'm saying. But and that's the thing though. Like ironically, I know this isn't really supposed to be hair talk by any means, but supposedly. Um, the, the most common thing for like male, male pattern baldness is like an excess of testosterone. So that's why, like, if you have a beard at a very early age, it's cause you had an excess of t- testosterone. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Which is like, okay, fine. Why am I not jacked then? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, I guess I can put on muscle decently, but I mean, my God, I didn't want to go bald when I was 25. Like, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> But you know what happened to Sir Patrick Stewart? He turned out fine. So yeah, this is fire. There's a lot of good bald people. Very true. Yeah, The Rock. You know, there's plenty. There's plenty of good bald folks. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Great example. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, guys couple things off the top. Do not forget that you can submit topics and questions to the show by emailing us at honestanduneducated at gmail.com. That's honestanduneducated at gmail.com. Other than that, every Wednesday, um, and this upcoming Wednesday for one, we have collectible reviews go up. So like hot toys, statues, all sorts of things like that. This Wednesday would be the, I think the Solo Mall is probably the, the hot toys, Solo, Darth Maul figure, the, the, the DX one. The amazing piece. That review will be up Wednesday. Also, every Friday, we do live streams. And uh, I normally do, like, uh, unboxing and, like, figure previews like that. This past Friday and up on the channel in its own video as well is uh, the Deathstroke toy. Did the unboxing and that, figure preview of that. We talked about, yeah, we talked about the Bo-Katan figure that's coming out. We talked WandaVision. So come check, come hang out every Friday. We normally have, like, the spoiler discussions, uh, you know, when... Like Mandalorian was going on, or you know, WandaVision, what have you, like that. We'll spend some time talking about that and play some games and all that. And then, lastly, if you can't always watch this on YouTube, you can find a podcast version on your podcast platform of choice. But let's get into these first topics here. And the first topic here today is about the Andor TV series, speaking of Disney Plus, 
coming to Disney Plus here. I don't know if there's been a release date for it, but it's been one that they announced way back when at D23. And it is one that I was kind of probably more excited for than a lot of other people because I really liked the idea of kind of exploring the morally gray area of the rebellion because that was the one thing that I thought Rogue One did a pretty good job of was showing that, you know, they had to get their hands dirty. Like right in the opening scene, Andor had to kill his informant. That was cool. I mean, it wasn't cool, but I mean, it's cool that they showed it, you know, like just they had to get their hands dirty. So I was excited to see that. But rumors have come out that maybe, potentially, there might be some Force users making an appearance in the Andor TV series. And there's one here that is, I think, is a little more likely than the other. Um, I think one is just kind of circumstantial, and that would be like Ahsoka. But I think Obi-Wan is probably the one that is a little bit more... I could see him fitting into the Andor story a little bit more. They go on to say in the article, the person who's uh, kind of like leaking or reporting this news, this is obviously just rumors. It's not confirmed or anything, but we're just going to talk about the, I don't know, what we think is likely about it. Because the Obi-Wan one, he he is very familiar with Bail Organa. Uh, he's pretty much the only Jedi around at this point in time that would, uh, you know, had an outstanding relationship with Bail Organa. Bail Organa had his hands in the Rebellion. So I could totally see probably Obi-Wan showing up in Andor, maybe. I don't really know why or he really... I don't really know what they'd be going for story-wise where he would fit into it, but I could see him showing up probably more so than Ahsoka because they go on in the article and they only really name-drop Ahsoka because she has multiple... Rosario Dawson, the actress who plays her, has multiple appearances on her contract, but I feel like that's going to be more related to Mandalorian. She was in Mandalorian Season 2, then she has her own show. So, I mean, that already explains the multiple contract thing, so I don't really think the Ahsoka thing has is really all that viable. But, um, Rick, what do you think about this? you think this is, uh, you think either one of these will pop up in the, the Andor series, and which one would you want to see pop up if, if, uh, if they did? I, I think Obi-Wan would be more plausible than uh, Ahsoka. I don't really know why she'd have to show up or anything like that i mean i don't know she has any reason to show up really but uh like you said with bail organa i think that makes it a little more plausible because of him being part of the rebellion and having his hands in it and everything so we'll see i didn't even really think that obi-wan would show up but i mean rumors are rumors you know but uh just kind of wait and see what happens i think yeah i personally don't I honestly almost feel like it's more likely that neither of them show up at this point. That's in time. what I would say. I mean, but who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. John, what do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's likely that either of them show up at all, or what do you got? What do you got? I, to be honest, I don't. I don't really. I have a hard time seeing them work either one of them into it. Um, if I were to guess, I guess Ahsoka, just because. She seems more uh, from from what I from my impression of Ben and Obi Wan and is that you know when he drops Luke off on Tatooine he kind of stays there to kind of watch over him from afar and so I don't know unless Andor goes to him um, you know there's Good nothing point. there's been nothing to implicate the fact that Obi Wan left. Tatooine and, and and had other adventures. Now they're doing the Obi-Wan series, so maybe that will be maybe there's a whole thing where he leaves 
um, Tatooine and he feels like Luke's in being cared for good enough and doesn't need to be there. But, um, you know, I never got that impression from any of the films or anything that we've seen so far that he he left once he dropped him off. Uh, that being said, you know, Ahsoka, I haven't finished Rebels and uh, Clone Wars, so I don't really know where her story wrapped up and what where she was left at the end of those. So maybe she does have a a path that leads her to cross the Rebel Alliance and and need to help out or, or be involved with Andor. So that's that's why I would if I had to you know guess that would be my guess. But yeah, I think it's maybe some wishful thinking. I mean, you know, maybe maybe the Andor crosses with a Jedi that we haven't met yet or or one of the other hidden Jedi that managed to escape Order 66. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's that that would be my guess on where, where that's going. Now that makes sense. Like, uh, see, I was initially more on the other camp where, because, because you're right, and I know you said you didn't really watch uh, or finish Clone Wars and Rebels, but Ahsoka does appear in both of the shows, and she yeah. appears in the latter mm-hmm. one, Rebels, which takes place. She's pretty prominent, prominent in that show. Yeah, so that's more. I mean that that's around the same time frame that the the whole Andor series would theoretically be taking place. You know, the birth of the rebellion. So. Definitely a possibility that she could pop up in there. And I mean, I guess to be fair, like the uh, the person in the report said, like she does have those multiple appearances on her contract. So maybe a brief appearance, a single episode appearance, much like in you know Mandalorian season two. Maybe that's on the table. I don't know. I could. And that's the thing too. Like you were saying, I don't know really what either of them would do in the show because it's not like there wasn't even a force user. There wasn't a Jedi, we'll say. There was a Force user. But there wasn't a Jedi in the Rogue One series. No, so, no. yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden, like, it would just be, it would honestly be kind of odd that, like, they go in through the entire events of Rogue One without the help or mention of any Force user, but then in the Andor show, which is a precursor to Rogue One, obviously, um, yeah, he could have had the help of all of them could have had the help of a force user at that point. So that's the only thing. So if it is Obi-Wan, it would make sense. Cause he's like, nah, I can't help you. I got to watch this kid. So like <laughs> maybe like maybe, so I don't know. It, it, I don't know where they would fit in, but I guess they would, I wouldn't want them to be there just for the sake of being there. You know what I mean? That's really my yeah. only worry. Yeah. You also run into the, the, not that it's, not that it's definite that this is what would happen, but you run into the challenge. If you bring Ahsoka into that show and she's appearing in Mandalorian and she has her own live action show that we're not really sure, you know, what that's, uh, we think it's going to be her going after General Thawne, right? Um, well, it seems it, if, if, if you're, you're going to be bouncing around with that character at, at three different time periods at that point um, through three different series. So, it might get a little confused. Like, like there may be people, there may be fans of just the Mandalorian or just the Star Wars films that aren't steeped in the lore. And you have Ahsoka pop up in in Andor series, and they'll be like, "Wait a minute! I thought she was in the Mandalorian. How did she get from there to here? I thought the man this yeah. took place." You know, it, it, you you kind of open the door for some confusion uh, for people that aren't diehard fans. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it does work. I, I think it works. I think she works maybe a little better than Obi Wan. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I really, I really, I was initially you turned me to the Ahsoka camp more because I really do feel like she would make a little bit more sense. But I don't, I don't like. I also agree that like I don't think it's, it would be confusing for people. 
like people who don't follow like people who ain't watching these kind of shows it would be confusing because like they'd have to like de-age her a little bit for her to appear in um the andor show theoretically i mean she's an alien so you could kind of get away with it but i mean that was sure. a a pretty decent time before, you know, Mandalorian and the time period there. So, I mean, I think this was pre-Death Star 1 being blown up. Mandalorian is post-Death Star 2 being blown up. So, yeah. there's mm-hmm. a significant difference in time there. So, so I guess... I, I hope they... I hope they're not trying to do it just I hope they're not trying to do it just to do it. Just yeah. that the, the success of Luke's cameo in Mandalorian didn't prompt the execs at disney to go hey you know what we need a big you know surprise guest every season on every show like just concentrate on telling your good stories and you know when the opportunity presents itself and it makes sense in the story then yeah go for it but but don't start just forcing like oh hey hey kids here's obi-wan here's yoda here's you know whoever just because you feel like you need a big reveal or whatever yeah i hope they don't fall like because that's an easy thing to fall into like, I could honestly, because of Vader's appearance and the success of it in Rogue One, I could see them having a Vader scene. Yeah, there. I mean, he did show up in Rogue One, so yeah. Yeah. that was a good. So, scene. and he is going to be I, in Obi One. I could see, like you know, the rebels. He, you know, Palpatine hears about this upstart Rebel Alliance, and he sends Vader out to try and check some fools or something. I don't know, like I, that. I could see. Um, more that would so actually be kind of cool because I mean everyone always has wanted well not everyone but there's been always a lot of like talk and wanting of that Vader movie or something where he's hunting down the Jedi so it'd be kind of yeah. they could throw him in there and be like maybe that's how you know instead of hunting down all these Jedi oh, there's word that there's some rebel base out here let me go you know Palpy sends them out to investigate or something Palps. I mean, and that could <laughs> they could use that actually to kind of tee up the Obi Wan show, maybe too, because Vader's supposed sure. to be making an appearance there. And I wonder kinda, how that's going to work. Yeah, they could set the whole. Well, we'll we'll talk about the Obi Wan thing on the next time because that is our, our next topic has to do with Obi Wan anyway. So we'll just wrap this one up right here, guys. So the question is, what do you think about um, either Ahsoka or Obi Wan appearing in the Andor TV series? Do you think it's even something that's necessary? I mean, as long as they have a good way of... If they're there for a narrative purpose, then I'm all for it. But I don't want them just to show up just to show up. Because it was cool that Luke Skywalker showed up at the end of Mandalorian. But there was narrative purpose for it. I mean, it could have been one of it. It could have been an unnamed Jedi person. But at the same time, it was much cooler that it was Luke Skywalker. So let us know what you think down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our next topic here is a bit of Obi-Wan casting news. So we'll we'll continue our conversation from before with some of these Obi-Wan theories with Vader and everything, I'm sure. But we have news here that, in I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I'm going to say Indira Varma. That's what we're going with. She, uh, formerly, she's been in a, quite a few things, but uh, most predominantly for me, she was in Game of Thrones. And I really liked her in Game of Thrones. I forget what her character name was, but she was part of, she was with the, she was with Oberyn Martell initially. And then with the like the the vipers, the women. What do they call the women assassin people? I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've read the books or watched the show. I can't even remember the 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 three girls from Dorne who like you know whatever they were. I don't. They were really cool characters, and she was really good in that show. She was also been in a couple. There were some uh, BBC shows she was in. Uh, Alaria Sand was her name in Game of Thrones. There we go. 
Man, I, the name of the group of women now is just bothering me. I don't know what the hell they were called. Either way, this is exciting casting. And me and Rick both think that there's a good chance this is all based on nothing more than the looks, like her look. But we think she could be playing Satine. All right? That's oh, what yeah. we're thinking. Oh, yeah. So... But Rick, speaking of which, what do you what do you think about this? Elaborate more. Like, what you think? Uh, you think Satine will be popping up in here? And you think she'll be playing Satine, or you think she'll be some new original character? Well, there's a lot of rumors. I'm on a lot of Facebook Star Wars groups, and that's what everybody's kind of speculating. But um, as soon as I saw her, I mean, outside of the hair color, I think she looks pretty similar, like facial structure wise and all that. And uh, you know, Obi Wan and Satine, they. Everybody thinks they like got it on, never showed it, but uh, See, they're yeah. pretty close. Speaking of which, that's what I always wanted Ray's lineage to be. I wanted us to find out that She's she was Obi Wan and Satine's love child. Well, there's a kid actually that is apparently the nephew of Bo Tan. That is, his name is Corky, Corky Crees, and uh, he uh bears a striking resemblance to Obi-Wan and people speculate he was from uh, the Clone Wars show. People think that maybe, just maybe they had a kid together and didn't tell anybody but they've never really, there's no truth to that, I don't think. But that would be my guess. It would make sense to have flashback scenes of him and Satine like him on Tatooine, like, man, I miss that girl. But, uh, I don't know. It's definitely possible. Yeah. I Right now, going into it, I think I would lean more towards her being Satine than... Who else would she be? Yeah, because like, if not, then I think she would be some original character, but... Yeah. She's... Maybe his girl on Tatooine or something? Yeah, I just figure it's got to be something more... I mean, she could be just someone on Tatooine, maybe. Like, I don't know. John, what do you think? You think that she's, she's going to be some new original character? You think she's going to be Satine? What do you got? You got any other theories that we haven't heard? out my depths here man i don't even know who satine is like i'm assuming oh. she's a clone wars or rebels uh character she's the yeah. duchess of mandalore i'm 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 making my way through i'm i actually have i think i've got one episode left on season one of clone wars so and that's and that's just starting in the past like three weeks so i'm making my way through clone wars i, I hope to catch up eventually but um but yeah i don't know who satine is so this is all new to me um I think it's a great casting though, because I've loved her in Game of Thrones. So I mean, they're keeping their casting quality at the at the high peak that they've put it. True. She's a uh, Bo Katan's sister. Yeah. Uh, she okay. Satine herself is the Duchess of Mandalore. Yeah. And uh yeah. That's why killed like, by Maul. Yeah, and that's why like there's the the whole lineage there with uh, like Bo Katan being the the rightful Ruler. Not rightful, but you know, it next in line lineage wise, that's why she's supposed to, you know, has her claim to the whole Darksaber thing and like, being the ruler face. of Mandalore. She looks strikingly similar to uh Yeah. She could definitely pull it off. Like uh, that's what I'm th like I am leaning towards she's Satine. Blonde. But I could totally see her being like, see, she'd been with Obi-Wan. She, her and Obi-Wan, they got a thing going on, man. They do. So. And Obi-Wan actually said at one point uh, that he would leave the Jedi Order for her. Um, so. Yeah, they have a lot of. They definitely love each other. Like, yeah, they definitely do. And they, they, they do. They touch on that in Clone Wars, like, real heavy. So that's yeah. where that whole thing. Obviously, you can see from the pictures here. But they, there's. Once they get into the whole Mandalore arc, which is honestly probably the best the better part of the show. Now, that's when like Maul comes into play and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's when she's introduced. And it's like, she's, she was a cool character in herself. She's fine. Like, not as, like, an ex- probably not as exciting as, like, a Bo-Katan kind of character as far as the action goes. But the love interest part of it would be pretty compelling as far as just, like, Obi-Wan is concerned. Because that's not something that we ever saw him really be. The only person we ever saw him be really affectionate with at all was Anakin. You know, and that was more of a father-son, best friend kind of relationship, more so than, like, Anakin had Padme. Obi-Wan, all the movies we've seen him in, he was a hermit. You know, he, he didn't express any of that. Then yeah. you finally see in the Clone Wars that there was someone there for him, so it might be cool to see him, uh, if they explore that a little bit more. They could maybe retcon some stuff and add in, like you said, that, uh, what was his name? Buddy uh, or whatever. Quirky. Quirky. <laughs> There's a picture of him right there with Bo Katan. This guy? Uh, no, <laughs> that's a Rodian. Uh, next to that picture. Oh, this fella here. Yeah, that's him. And uh, people, there's like memes people have actually made where they put somebody in. It's like an actual picture of Obi Wan, and then meeting a Mandalorian. Like they somehow photoshopped it or whatever. And he's like apparently going to tell Obi Wan. He's like, by the way, I'm your kid. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. He's Mandalorian. We'll see. I'm probably. He looks like Obi Wan. I could see it. I mean, I could. I could definitely see it. It's definitely hard to say. I mean, because these these Clone Wars animations. The one thing that I, I never really until like I've said this before. The the most recent Clone Wars like episode was it season seven, the most recent one. Yeah. The environments looked incredible, like the animation for it, but I've never been a fan of the character Do you designs. remember the original Clone Wars cartoon from the yeah. early... T- Dude, the those characters one? looked crazy. Yeah, that was like... And that was almost anime-looking. It was. It was like just a cartoon, and yeah. uh, it was... They looked wild, like Dooku especially. But. Well, that's where, most famously, Dooku gets his wheezing from. Yeah. Because Mace... You mean Dooku- Grievous? Oh yeah, sorry. Mace Windu crushes Grievous's chest plate there when he's trying to escape, and then Grievous gets his. Uh, that's why he's wheezing when you run into him in uh, Revenge of the Sith. The more so, you know. Yeah, never explain it otherwise. You just get introduced to him in the movies, and he's just like, "Why is this guy wheezing? He's a yeah. robot." And like, Popping no idea and wheezing, and yeah. it's wheezing. like, well, he did. He used to have lungs. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got like a chest cavity that has like I think lungs and mm-hmm. a heart and. That sort of stuff, but he's supposed to be the precursor to Vader, right? I mean, he's he's the Empire's early attempts to he's not me- like Sith or anything mechanize, mechanize a a living person, right? I forget how that all worked out. I don't know what I I, I thought. My grievous lore is a little Dooku trained. I, I, I always thought. I mean, not again having no knowledge of really of Clone Wars and Rebels and what what takes place in between the movies my impression was always that george lucas threw grievous in there because he's like the de-evolution of vader vader is you know a human that they almost perfect the mechanized part of to to keep him alive grievous is their kind of very very beta attempts to do that to to keep somebody alive with mechanics I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of does rhyme in that way anyway, because it is, yeah. from what I understood, he was somebody who had a normal, like, you know, biological form, 
but like mm-hmm. he lost the limbs and like they yeah like just like with the the wheezing chest and everything it was like he didn't by choice necessarily become a cyborg but they and needed I always, to yeah i always thought the wheezing in you know watching um attack of the clones i always thought that the wheezing i was like oh that's pretty clever because vader has that very mechanical voice you know mm-hmm. that he does yeah and, and i just always felt that you know, just as the way the body was, but the voice too, or the the breathing too, was the precursor of what Vader would do later on. Grievous was, you know, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. What do you guys think too? Before we wrap up the Obi Wan arc while we're here, what do you think's gonna happen with the Anakin in here? Do you think like because you mentioned it before when we were talking, like we've known and it's always been implied that Obi Wan never left Tatooine, but. It was also been implied that they didn't. Ha- they're in a new hope when they have their little tango. You know, I'm really actually a tango is more intense than that damn sort. That Darn, that was the was. worst. But, like it is heavily implied that their last meeting was on Mustafar. Like that's essentially what the understanding has been. That's what they uh, pretty much that line where you know last time I was but the. Student, uh, student, now the master, whatever that whole line, like it was always supposed to be like, okay, they haven't like Mustafar was that, and I think George has even been sure. on record saying that. So they're obviously retconning this in some way because we we know Vader's coming back. What what do you what do you think they're going to do with that? You think he does go off world? You think Vader comes to him? I think Vader was. The, oh, go ahead. Was the announcement that hating? I know that they announced hating Christensen is coming back. Was the announcement, did, did they specify that he's coming back as Vader? Yeah. Yeah. Because they said, that, and they also said they're, it's going to okay. be like the rematch of the century or something. So, like, they, they literally confirmed, like, they're going to have a fight again. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. But... So, you, they can kind of easily retcon it into where it's like, well, this just becomes the last time they met as opposed to Mustafar, yeah. even though it was obviously always Mustafar, but either way. I don't think, though, that, like, I think this is going to have to suggest that Obi-Wan goes off-world, though, because if Anakin, or Darth Vader, finds out that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine, one, he hates Tatooine. He hates sand. He hates sand, so he's not going to want to go back to Tatooine to begin with. But if he goes back, if if he somehow learns that Obi-Wan is there, wouldn't he be like? Wouldn't he be find Luke at that point? Like, you, like you know, like he, he's still at the same house. Like it's Anakin's been there before. Like he went there and met freaking Uncle Owen. Like, yeah. So I just I don't I don't I feel like the thing would have to take Obi Wan off world because it was just I don't know. It's just I, if he comes to Tatooine, it just becomes too messy, like canonically, because it's like, well, why? How did he not? We know Vader always struggled with like the light side. It's like, wouldn't you think he'd want to go back to where you know his mom died and all that shit? And, you know, see Uncle Owen and all them. You'd think, like, you'd think. like even if he did it from afar, like you know, wouldn't he just? Well, there's an in like, comics. There's actually something where Vader does go back to Tatooine and he slaughters like an entire village of sand people, kind of like he did in Attack of the Clones. And um, I I don't think the comics though they don't. They're just legends at this point, so. Well, the if they were a newer comic, then it would technically be canon. I think it is pretty new, too, from what I understand. But, yeah. but you know, they, 
Disney and their whole canon thing, they've been contradicting everything that they say. Yeah. It's if if it because now I don't know what they're gonna do because they used to say, well, it's as long as it doesn't contradict the movies, then it's canon. Not how canon works, but no. I don't know what that means for the shows now because it's like, okay, well, but if it happens in the show but contradicts the movie, what happens then? You know, is that canon? Um, so I don't know. But either way, let's have a wait and see. Yeah. You think you think uh, Anakin's gonna come to Earth or Tatooine, or you think Obi Wan's going off world, John? I um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I I guess you know. I mean, honestly, it would make sense for Obi Wan to leave. I guess at some point, despite the fact that I feel like it's been it was very strongly implied. I mean, Luke knows who Ben Kenobi is in A New Hope, and it's not like he just. I mean, like. He seems very familiar. He knows where to go to find him, too. It's not just, you know, so I he knows where he lives and stuff. I, I feel like he's he gives the sense that he's known him his whole life almost. So I, I mm-hmm. it would be weird. But that doesn't mean that Ben didn't Obi-Wan didn't leave occasionally for, you know, a couple weeks or a month at a time. And, you know, obviously Luke wouldn't necessarily know know about that when he's a child. He wouldn't be keeping tabs on that closely. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It could it could work that way. It's the only thing that I honestly like is throwing me off with this whole Obi Wan show is that when we first get introduced to Obi Wan Kenobi or Ben in uh, A New Hope, the the droid says Obi Wan or whatever. Like he, like Luke tells him like oh, looking for Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's like, oh, that's a name I haven't heard in X amount like a long time. It's yeah. like, well, obviously, like. That's not true at this point. Like, how fuck? This isn't that much before this. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? He's implying that he hasn't heard it since freaking Re- Revenge of the Sith happened. Unless this is now. like, unless this is right on the tails of the end of, unless the Obi Wan series happens right on the tail of Revenge of the Sith, and you know, Vader tracks him down because of it. The, my biggest question is like, why bring Hayden Christensen back? Besides just being able to say, Hey, that guy in that suit there is Hayden Christensen. Um, it's just a guy in a suit at that point. We, I mean, unless they're going to have Vader with his helmet off at some point, in which case it's, I, I you know, are they going to put all the, all the prosthetics on Hayden Christensen to show him all scarred and stuff. And even then it's kind of like, you know, so I, I almost wonder if they're going to do some flashbacks or something too, with the two of them. Um, other than other, because otherwise I have I have a hard time really besides being able to say it's Hayden Christian in the suit I don't know why you bring him back. Well, I think uh, like I was telling you, Rob, uh, what if the entire Obi Wan show is based on flashbacks, like Obi Wan telling his story to somebody basically, and I mean you could introduce so many characters if that was the case, and it's just like you're watching stuff from the past pop up and that's where you're seeing like Satine and Vader and you know who who knows who else but I don't that's know. my theory. They they might do the plan. I could honestly see it being more or less just a thing where us knowing that it's Hayden Christensen is a cool thing about it. And then they could do like a couple scenes with Vader with his helmet off or do what they well not so much or. This is more of a it could be both and, not either or, right? 
Uh, so there could be flashbacks. There could also be Vader with his mask off. But then there could also be what happened in Rebels with Ahsoka versus Vader, where Vader's helmet gets kind of damaged, so you can see him through it. Yeah, that happens to him a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, they could do something like that during this rematch where, like, Vader's helmet gets damaged, and then, you know, Obi-Wan gets to look Anakin in the eyes and vice versa. Or what if he just takes it off to show him, like, this is what you made me. He's got to be able to breathe. True. (laughs) True. But it is true, because, I mean, it is kind of Obi-Wan's fault. Is it Obi-Wan's fault, or is it Anakin's fault? It's Anakin's fault. It's Anakin's He fault. told him he had the high ground. He I did. Mean, he had the high ground. He chose to jump at him. He did. He didn't. He underestimated his power. <laughs> he underestimated it. But I guess, realistically, he underestimated Obi-Wan's power. Or at least his ability to go, sink. So, um question is guys what do you think about all this do you think that uh what is her name again yeah indira varma do you think she's going to be playing satine or do you think she's going to be playing a new original character for the obi-wan series and what do you think this vader coming back for the obi-wan series means do you think he's going to be making a trip back to tatooine place he hates it's full of sand or do you think this means that uh, obi-wan's going to be taking some off-world trips flashbacks whatever it is let us know down in the comment section below all right guys so our next topic kicks us over to the marvel cinematic universe but keeping with the disney theme i guess today we normally shill out for hbo and uh dc and stuff we're always shilling out for hbo max and stuff but i guess today i don't even think well we do have a dc story here coming up but this one is just some fun we got some set photos some of them fresh off the press they were out like an hour ago uh, with Jane Foster Thor, but yeah, it's just Jane Foster, so there's no costume or anything like that. And there's also Tessa Thompson uh, on set as well, but primarily, and this will have, if, if you want to be completely spoiler-free, these are set photos, um, not officially released, but nothing really gives it away, but if you want to stay spoiler-free, you might consider some of these set photos to be spoilery. So there's your warning. This is for Thor 4, obviously. But uh, the the most interesting ones, which I was happy to see uh, making an appearance back, if you remember from Thor Ragnarok, right after the intro scene with Thor and Surtur, and he beats him, and he takes the crown back to Asgard, and Odin's sitting there watching the play, and then Matt Damon and Luke Hemworth had their uh, little cameo there, them putting on the play. Matt Damon played Loki and all that. Looks like that play or a new version of the play, is going to be occurring in Thor 4. And we have Melissa McCarthy on set in a hella costume to to boot. We got Liam Hemsworth back in some Thor garb. And apparently, I don't know where, I apologize, because the site layout for this is kind of ridiculous looking, but uh, Ben Falcone... Uh, which is Melissa McCarthy's husband, is also reportedly in one of these set photos somewhere. I don't see where, but apparently they were on here. And there's Donald Trump. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, that's... I'm just happy that this is coming back. This is one of the funnier things that kind of happened in the movie. It's it's pure Taika Waititi, like 100% Taika Waititi stuff. So I was just happy to see that uh, the the play is coming back in some way. So I I just thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was cool. Um, then we also got, what else we got here? I don't think there's any other cool ones here. There's our boy, Matt Damon. So Matt Damon is back reprising his role as 
Loki. Like, uh, he just looks ridiculous though, too. These man, it's, it's, I'm excited for this. Did you guys like the scene, like the the whole play bit in the Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, it was hilarious. That was. It's cool to see Matt Matt Damon make an appearance. Absolutely, of course. But yeah, so we just got some of these. Nothing too exciting, but I was just happy to see that's coming back. We got Jane Foster here on uh, on set. Up. First photos of this. Not really looking Thory yet. Just you know, being held up by blue people. Yeah, Blue Man Group making their cameo. Right, and we got more pictures of that. Nothing too exciting. This fellow, though, looks like... Who's this fellow? Look at that. He's wearing some Asgardian-looking armor. Right. And he's got, like, a Soviet little hat on. Who's this dude? Hmm. Interesting. And then we got Tessa Thompson wearing a pinstripe suit. Which is uh, interesting. Like, yeah, because, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I find it odd that she's wearing this outfit. Right. She's supposed to be the new king of... New Asgard, but why is she, why is she rocking, why is she rocking the suit? She, this is this is like Men in Black stuff, right? Like why is she riding like a donkey or something? New New Asgard is it's on Earth, right? So it is on Earth. So if she's the ruler of it, maybe she's involved in the international community in some way. <laughs> And that's her business attire for yeah, her maybe like it's like going to like the United Nations or something. Yeah, exactly. I didn't consider that. Yep, and yeah, but Sam Neil back is Odin, obviously here too as well, reprising his role. This is actually more a lot of pictures. Taika Waititi there, just hanging out, just having a drink. It'd be great, dude, to be. Uh, Making a movie with Taika Waititi, I feel like it's probably like one of the best things you could possibly do. Yeah. I'm just sure it's a blast, dude. And then, too, yeah. they're filming this down in Australia, so like, think of how convenient it must be for like uh, Chris Hemsworth, because he just lives there. Like, You know sure. how like, awesome that would be? Like, just like, filming it in your homeland? I wonder why they chose Australia. I don't know. I don't think they filmed the other one there. There's a lot of pictures. There's a lot of pictures. I didn't even realize there were this many of them. There's Pratt there. Nothing to do with Thor, but... He's in Thor 4. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ugh. All the Guardians are in the Thor The Guardians 4. are, right? Yeah. 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 Well, so that would, that would make sense, I guess. After the end of... The way Endgame ended, yeah. You, I think everybody was waiting on that setup to pay off. Yeah. True. And then here's some more new, like... I get. I wonder if this uh, is like Jane Foster Thor stuff. You know, the, this like Asgardian armor. I wonder if it has anything because, like, that other guy who was wearing that little Soviet hat was wearing the same color scheme of that armor. I wonder if, like, what do you think they're actually going to do with this Jane Foster Thor thing? You think this is going to be like a multiverse kind of thing, or do you think this is like the Jane Foster we know? Like, like his Jane Foster, the one that's been in the movies already. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I definitely think it's his Jane Foster. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what the comic book story is and I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but you know, I mean, it's, I could see 
if they follow the route of that, you know, she becomes Thor of a necessity that exists. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird because does that mean they're they're going to do unworthy Thor? Because I mean, they all. I just I don't know what they're gonna. I do. mean, I, I guess I'll just say I mean, if people were watching this. They probably don't they don't care about spoilers too much. We said that there are gonna be spoilers in the pictures too. I mean, Jane has cancer in the comic books, and and becoming Thor is the thing that kind of saves her um, from succumbing to the cancer. So, you know, if they try and do something similar in the movie, they could very well Thor could give up his powers to her to save her life in some fashion or, you know, or he could just lose his power somehow, or he could be confined or so, you know, there could be some, something that happens with him mm-hmm, that causes yeah. that to happen. I find it interesting that they decided to do the Jane Foster Thor before I would have guessed beta Ray bill would have made an appearance before Jane Foster Thor did. Like I, even though Jane Foster is an established character already, I just, I, I just don't know. I don't know why you do both. Because like Natalie Portman, like, kind of just made it kind of apparent that she didn't even want to be in the movies anymore. But then now she's coming back, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Jane Foster Thor is a very cool looking character. I'll give it that. Like I'm excited to see what they do with it. I just think it's an odd choice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. You guys got anything else you want to add with it? I just thought that I'm just glad the play is coming back again. Like I <laughs> love the first scene of it, so we we got that. I'm, it's going to be fun to see most McCarthy as hella. So I'm not I'm like hella huge, excited. Yeah, I'm hella excited. That's a good one. I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy fan by any means, but like she'll be funny in that role. I think I'm. I think so anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Question is, guys, what do you think about that? You are you excited? Are you like me and just Happy to see that Taika Waititi's bringing back the the play whole thing from Thor Ragnarok that bit again. I I am okay. The same thing again. I'm excited that that that's just coming back in general. And then what do you think about this Jane Foster Thor stuff? Well, how do you think they're going to introduce this? Do you think this is the the Natalie Portman Jane Foster character that we know, or is this some multiverse thing? You know, multiverse of madness coming. Whatever you think, let us know down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our next topic here takes us from the Marvel Cinematic Universe over to the DC. Extended Universe, I don't know what they're calling it anymore. I don't even know if they're going to even continue that on at this point. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. They might be doing this whole standalone movie thing. You know, wouldn't that, We don't know yet. Some of them seem to be connected, though. Uh, this one in particular is Black Adam. It's finally happening. They are supposedly... They, they announced this movie, like... God, how long ago was it like what, The Rock came out and said that he was going to play? It was like literally like nine years ago, six years ago or something. It was some some crazy long time ago. They were finally going to start production last year. They were supposed to start filming and then COVID happens, shuts everything down. It's not like a cursed movie by any means. I wouldn't go that far yet. It's just a movie that like they just haven't had time to get done. But then as of DC fandom, I'm telling you what. This movie became one of my like most anticipated movies. I don't just just in general, like in general, because they're introducing the JSA, and then the obvious ties to like Shazam. But apparently, next month they are actually going to start filming this. And uh, the producer said here, obviously, you know how passionate we are about this project. 
the Garcia. This is very special to us, and you know, not only Black Adam, but JSA, and all these characters we're introducing to the world, and what we want to do with it. We're just, look, we were supposed to have been filming last year, COVID delayed everyone when it kind of got in the way, but we're happy to be able to pause, regroup, and now we're going to, going to be getting going. Interesting turn of phrase. And by April, we'll be shooting and on track to bring this thing home. So it's finally happening. Next month in April, they're going to make, hopefully, they're going to make this movie. And again, I'm super stoked for this because of the JSA announcement, as he goes on to say. Like, Dr. Fate's one of my favorite DC characters, so I'm super stoked to see him on the big screen. We kind of got him in Smallville. He did a better job than I thought they would have done, in all honesty, for, you know, Smallville kind of characters. You know, they weren't 100% true. It was definitely their their own takes on everything, right? And uh, Dr. Fate was one that they actually did that was pretty true to the character. And uh, so I'm excited to see him on the big screen. What do you guys think about this? You you, you, you think it's actually going to happen? We'll see. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I mean, I know he really wants to play Black Adam. And he's got, I sent that picture where he's got like his workout stuff and there's a Black Adam script there and everything. So yeah, that was a couple months ago. Yeah. Like a month or two ago. Yeah. That was the first little teaser we got of it from this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on footage from it like before i believe it's actually happening true um, true that's true. how i am about flash they drop a trailer yeah i mean when they drop a trailer then i'd be like all right cool now i can actually like mark that date on my calendar because i just you know again the, the whole dc production thing is you know marvel's one thing you know the pandemic and and the delays with marvel and star wars and stuff like that that all is understandable dc like it's just so poorly run over there that um i just don't have a lot of faith that any of these projects are actually going to happen because we were told they were we've been told it's it's the whole fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on you type deal i mean they've they've told us for years that oh we're, we're production's gonna start soon oh just getting the script ready oh we're just doing this and then time after time after time something comes up to cause them to reevaluate where they're taking the franchises and where they're taking the characters and what what the actual goal of the whole dc film slate is and like you know and i just i don't believe that any of those questions are actually answered at this point so now it's just a matter of are they is are they going to finally be okay just making the movies and letting them stand on their own yeah i agree man we're just gonna have to I just hope it gets made because, like I said, that DC fan... This was the coolest DC fandom panel, I think, when they did that event. This one blew me away because, I mean, I just didn't expect the JSA stuff. But then they actually had, like, the concept art and everything to show. And, like, they had the the, the kid playing Adam Smasher come on and they were talking about it. And just the amount of stuff that, like, I just never thought they would actually... I really never knew what they would do with this. Like, I it, I almost felt like in some ways it was just going to be kind of gimmicky because, like, we got The Rock to do it. Like, right I didn't up. know what they were going to do. Like, I didn't know if they were just going to do, like, the whole, you know, a prequel kind of thing where it shows him doing, like, when he first gets the powers, kind of like Shazam Redux, but with he goes bad. Like, I don't know. But it seems like they're doing... Maybe a little bit of that because they showed some concept art of that kind of stuff, but then it seems to take place like, you know, just 
like 80s or 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever they're going to do with the JSA, wherever they're going to set that time frame in. And now I'm curious, too, because of the end of Shazam, they kind of teased Black Adam in one of those scenes. So is it going to end in, like, modern day? Is they going to have the JSA just be in modern day? Like, I'm, I'm Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's multiple. I mean, we know that they're filming Shazam 2 right now, right? They, they they talked about that they're filming that now, or is it supposed to start soon? I, think, I can't uh, remember. I, I can't remember either. Let me look it up. I, it's I know it's supposed to be coming out next year. Um, and I just I hope. I think we talked about it not that long ago. I think they said the the their one, um, the one oh, woman that played twenty twenty three. Yeah, she she one of the cast announced that they were going back to filming. Um, for Shazam 2 in the upcoming next couple months here. Um, and that's more than anything else, as, as much as I want to see the Black Adam movie, as much as I want to whatever, I want them to just start getting movies out so that we can get to a Shazam Black Adam movie. Like it, the longer it takes them to make this first Black Adam movie, because we know that it's going to be a standalone movie. We know sh- as far as Shazam Black Adam interaction, we know. Black Adam's not going to be in Shazam 2. He's not going to be in J- the his his or Shazam's not going to be in the Black Adam movie. They need to get both these films done and out there so that we can get to the Shazam Black Adam movie at some point. I mean, if 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 they do, it's kind of like Zack Snyder with um bringing Jared Leto back to film a scene with Ben Affleck for Justice League Snyder cut. If they if they do Black Adam films and they do Shazam films, but they never have those two characters meet in their films or, or one of their films. It's going to be the biggest like misstep in all of superhero film. You know, the, the, they are, mm-hmm. they're, they're mortal enemies. They're, you know, they're, they're intrinsically linked together. Um, you don't say black Adam without Shazam. You don't say Shazam without black Adam. It, it, they just go together. It's like Batman and Joker or Lex Luthor and Superman or, whatever uh you know spider-man and green goblin like if if they decide that they're going to make these films and never have it's just going to be astounding to me and and you know the clock's running on these they've 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 taken their time they've you know like you said they've they've uh, excuse my language but they pissed away 10 years almost um of of potential for these characters in these movies so let's go let's get let's get it done I just hope that they, because they've had, the movie better be great because they've had so much time to work on it at this point. For it to come yeah. out and be some mediocre, just run of the mill, like, like old, like old kind of comic book movie is like my biggest kind of fear. You know, it comes out and we get Blade Trinity, but well, Black Adam, you know what I mean? They've had yeah. so much time to work on this thing that there's just no excuse that it's not great. I mean, I know making movies yeah. are hard, but. It's literally been like six to nine years since this thing was announced. So it really has been a long time. It's been a long time. The 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 plans, like I said, at fandom, everything they revealed and the way the direction this whole movie is going has me really excited. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Question is, guys, what do you think about this? Are you excited? Just as excited as I am for the whole Black Adam movie in general. But like me, are you a little and John too? Like you a little hesitant and uh, kind of you'll believe it when you see it. Because that's definitely how I am with The Flash. Even though Andy Muschietti took that picture outside of the studio lot, didn't mean cameras started rolling yet. 
they announced that they're going to do this thing, this Black Adam movie in April. It ain't April yet. This thing could get delayed again. I hope not because I really want to see the movie and I just want to see it get made. Hope it's good, but let us know what you think down in the comment section below. All right, guys, so our penultimate topic here before we get into our WandaVision finale, spoiler, discussion, theory craft, where everything's going, all that sorts of fun stuff, is a, a story that has a little bit... I mean, one, it's a, a lot to... Kind of expected, but also disappointing news. And that's uh, Comic-Con 2021 has officially been canceled. And uh, Comic-Con International, San Diego Comic-Con, obviously, they go on to say that we have made the challenging decision to postpone Comic-Con 2021 as an in-person gathering until our 2022 dates. And once again, hold this year's celebration as the free online Comic-Con at home. We will return to San Diego Convention Center July 20th to July 24th, 2022. And they have a further statement. But they initially, this comes right off the heels of them initially saying that they were going to do Comic-Con at home with the potential of actually just delaying the in-person event until uh, November of this year. But they shortly after that came out, I think this was just like a day or two later, they, they went on to say like, nope, we're just going to cancel the whole thing. So that's where we're at now. That's kind of just the... Uh, Unfortunate thing, um, I wasn't planning on going, but I, I haven't even had a chance to go to a San Diego Comic-Con. I'd love to go. It'd be sweet. Like, it would be, it'd be awesome, but it's just, it's kind of an event for, for, for us. I mean, we're, we don't live in California. Yeah, that'd so, be a ways to go. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big ordeal for us because we'd have to book tickets to fly out the you know across the country. We're over in Ohio, so obviously it, it's a long flight, definitely too long of a drive. I wouldn't I'm not making <laughs> yeah. that drive. And then because it's like a big event, like the tickets alone to get in are expensive. Oh, Booking hotels during this time is expensive. But then we got to put on the plane ticket. Exactly, if you can even get them. And then throw on top of that the plane ticket. And because we were making such a big event out of the whole thing, wouldn't want to just go to like one day. We'd want to make a week out of it, you know, get our month's worth. But that just then maybe continues we'll to. to increase the cost. So maybe we'll get to do Plus an H and U field trip eventually. Yeah, maybe. Plus, you got to have the scratch to like, you know, pick up some souvenirs from the con. Oh, exactly. It's you can't go there and not get something while you're there, right? You got to cosplay and. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, especially if you're going to do like a big, big all out cosplay, then you're going to buy and put together your cosplay outfit, which you'd want to for that, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got them Jedi robes, man. I got the stuff coming. I'll be wearing, I'd be wearing that. Yeah. And that's not, but yeah, pandemic aside, you would get like, there's a notorious thing called like the Comic Con crud. Like, so, like, people would go without a pandemic, and they get sick at Comic-Con, because you're literally at 100,000 people crammed in shoulder to shoulder. Like, they're not always the most cleanly of people. No. You know what I mean? So, like... <laughs> I can only imagine the smells. Yeah, it smells bad, everything I hear. I mean, I go to, like, uh, the cons around here, and it's... It, some of them, like, Wizard World gets pretty big, like, as far as, like, crowded big. And it's it's nowhere near as big as uh like San Diego by any means, but it doesn't smell too great there either. You know what I mean? <laughs> the stench of and your shoulder to shoulder. I can't even imagine actually like I wouldn't even try to go to like Hall H or anything like that. People literally camp out there like days in advance outside of the the 
depending on whatever panel they want to see. They're there days before. There's people lined up, and they spend their entire time just camping and out to get in Hall H. I, I, I just don't even know. I don't think I would ever try to do anything like that. What what, what would you guys do at a actual in-person Comic-Con? What would you look? Because I would look forward to just, like, the Freak booth out. and walking the floor more than anything. That's what I would say. I mean, like, I you know, I think seeing the uh, panels and stuff like that would be fairly difficult. Um, just being there, I think, would be super cool. You know, cosplaying and just buying a bunch of cool shit. You know, I, I've always wanted to go to Comic-Con. Yeah, one day. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to run into Adam Savage, too. And uh, he's always got wild cosplays that he does. And uh, mm-hmm. he's, like, really good at that. So that'd be cool. Absolutely. What about yeah, you, John? I, I, I mean, I'd love to go. I see, I would. I, I think I'd, depending on what year it was and what was coming up, I would probably do Hall H. Um just because, uh, you know, I I would I, I want that experience of of you know being there when they announce or show the first trailer for the next Avengers movie. Like, let's say they do it next year, and let's say by next year they announce the next um, Avengers movie or whatever, or or we're gonna get our first you know footage from the first new the the new fantastic four movie or the new x-men movie whenever that comes out you know being there that that year that they show that and being in that room for that debut footage as much as that stuff goes up online then you know almost instantaneously now whether it's bootleg or official releases as 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 much as you're able to still see that stuff by not being there i still think just being in that room and feeling the energy of the crowd and, and having the actors on stage when they debut, debut something like that would be a pretty unique experience, pretty um, memorable thing that I, you know, probably would try and do just because it, it is unique to San Diego. You, you can't get that at other cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, and, 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 you know, that would be like you said, if I, if I went, I'd go for the entire weekend, I'd go the Thursday through Sunday and, um, that would be my Saturday. My Saturday would be my Friday night and Saturday morning would be camping in that line waiting to get into hall H. Um, but then Thursday and, you know, part of the day, Friday, and then Sunday would, I definitely, you know, walk the floor, um, probably try and attend some, I, I, I would want to do the autograph signings, um, for some of the people that I would never get a chance to probably meet, um, you know, in our neck of the woods. Um, but True. yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my general thoughts on how I'd approach it if I were going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I would definitely, if they had some big, it'd be hard to not want to try to camp out for like a, the Marvel thing. If they, if, if we knew like Avengers five was in production or something, like, it, what, it would be hard. Let's, let's go out on a limb and say Snyder cut just does unbelievably great. And Warner brothers can't say no to doing justice league part two mm-hmm. would would you would you camp out for hall h to to see zach take the stage and and talk about justice league two you know if they, if yeah. they did that that'd be pretty cool yeah man it'd... of steel two if they announce if they announce they're going to have a man of steel panel yeah and, and with the implication they're going to do and henry you know henry cavill's going to be there oh man like there's 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 quite a few things out there i think that i would um that would get me to camp out and do Hall H. Yeah, you're not wrong. The only downside anymore, though, is like, um, 
pre-COVID even, like DC and Marvel have kind of been pulling out of Comic-Con. They haven't been doing like, because Marvel's got the D23 now that they're trying to pump out. And that's where there's Disney's not, because I think Disney said that like Marvel's not even going to be a part of it anymore. Well, and DC's got fandom. Yeah. DC's got fandom now. And with, with Comic-Con being online this year, I can guarantee that DC will do fandom again. Mm -hmm. And you know, Marvel will do D23. So you're right. It may be by the time Comic-Con actually returns in two years, DC and Marvel may have jumped ship already. And that was my big concern with uh, when fandom happened. I was, I think the first thing I said was like, if this is successful, I I don't see a reason why they wouldn't just do the in-person when they can like DC doing their own, their own convention. Like if they got a big enough turnout for the online thing and they did a good job with it. Like they actually did really good. And you too, though, you actually watched some of the comic con at home stuff this past year, right? He's like, I didn't, yeah, I, did. I didn't watch any of it. I heard some of the panels were pretty good, but it was otherwise kind of a lackluster kind of event. Yeah, I mean, DC had a much... Now, to be fair, DC did theirs two months after You got you froze on a really good face again. Yeah. Oh, now you're back, too. Damn. I was going to go full screen on you. <laughs> that, was, that was my ponder face, I guess. Yeah. Um, DC, DC had a, a couple months post, you know, uh, San Diego to to figure out how to do it a little a little bit uh how to how to do it online in a way that was more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic Cons really was it was straight like Zoom calls, <laughs> um, panels, and, and you know there were some there were some cool ones with some some fun information. Um, I still remember I watched the David Goyer one just because of his connection with the Dark Knight franchise and then the Man of Steel franchise, and I really enjoyed that one. Um, but it was not nearly the production values weren't nearly what DC did with with theirs. Um, and it wasn't as 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 much of a show or entertaining as as that was. So, um, yeah, we'll see what they what they do with it this year. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some panels they get. That I find interesting and check out. Yeah, that's the only downside is like I do, like I still like I'd love to do the Hall Age thing, but I I love going just I've the floor i like being on the floor I like going to the booths you know like that's what i like to do and like you don't get that with comic-con at home no. you know i mean you don't get that with dc fandom online like it's 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 not that, much of an appeal yeah it's an exclusive thing to you gotta be there like, you know what i mean yeah. it's not really the same when someone just films they said like what is someone gonna do set up their booth sideshow gonna set up the booth and then just walk by and film all the statues that they have sitting out that no one can come see. You know I mean? It's not the same at all. Like yeah. not really. And then you also miss out on like the comic con exclusive figures and like, exclusive statues and things like that. Like that's what I don't know. It's kind of a shame. Cause like, I don't know what was, we'll have to look in to see if any of them are even coming to like the, cause isn't, wasn't the Cincinnati one supposed to be coming up? Yeah. I think like, they're, We'll have to look into I'm, I'm hoping like one of them, be it Wizard World, Columbus, or Cincinnati. The Wizard World in Columbus is better than the Cincinnati one here has been. So I'm hoping like at least one of those, though, will I would love to freaking open up. Yeah. Like Columbus one's really good. I always have a good time there. So, but question is, guys, what do you think about this? Did you have plans on going to the San Diego Comic Con this year? I did not have plans to go this year because, like I said, it's a big event for us to have to do it just based locationally alone, alone let alone financially. But uh, one of these days, 
I'd love to make it out that way. Obviously, earliest that could happen would be 2022. But what do you think about this Comic-Con at home? Do you think, uh, you know, now that they have officially canceled it, you know, this far in advance, you think they're going to be able to put together a more, I don't know, more entertaining and enjoyable overall event? Or do you think, too, that, like, maybe Comic-Con, even when they can open and do the in-person events with, you know, Marvel and DC kind of pulling out, maybe doing their own thing, you think Comic Con's gonna like maybe die down a little bit? You know, maybe not have as much of a, you know, just footprint. You know, what do you think? Let us know down in the comment section below. All right, guys. So our final topic here today, we're gonna break down and give our thoughts on the Wandavision finale. First thing I want to say right off the top, and I said this on stream too. If you want to see our kind of initial day of reactions to the the finale, that video is up there. That's there. Go watch the stream. It's uh, it's it's on there. I, I just uploaded it as a separate video, so it's there. You can just watch our kind of our kind of breakdown of uh, what we saw when we saw it. But now we're gonna go through point, not necessarily point by point breakdown every minute of the episode by any means, but we're gonna discuss it a little bit more formally this time. And I, I'm gonna repeat what I said in that uh, just before the finale, I think it was Matt Shackman, who was the, like the director. And well, one of the wasn't the writer of every episode. Not, that was Jackie or Jack something. I can't remember. I can't remember her last name. Um, but uh, Matt Jackman was the director of the entire series. And he did an interview just before the finale happened, and he said that there was going to be some people out there who are disappointed with the finale, but it reaches its inevitable conclusion. And he hopes that everyone can kind of will agree about that when it happens. And I, personally, having seen the finale, obviously, completely agree with that statement, where I just, I feel like the show 100% reached its inevitable conclusion. It didn't need to have anything, didn't need any mutants. Like, everyone thought, oh, this is the mutants, this is the time, this is the mutants. Didn't have that, didn't need that. Engineer was nothing, literally nothing. And then, the 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 cameo... There wasn't one. Like, Paul Bettany, just before the finale as well, was on, like, Good Morning America, and he literally, like, confirmed. And I I still thought he was just trolling at this point, because the finale hadn't happened yet. But he, he went on Good Morning America and confirmed that he was the cameo he was talking about. Like, he, he was joking about there being someone he wanted to always wanted to work with, in that it was himself. Like... That's that. So that was confirmed that his the big cameo, the big actor that Paul Bettany wanted to work with was Paul Bettany. As we saw at the end of the season or the end of the thing, White Vision and Vision fight. So that that was the whole uh, big Skywalker cameo thing that everyone kept referring to. Um, I'm still curious as to what about the cameo thing. I'm actually curious as to what, because that's the one thing that people kind of forget here like everyone's expecting some luke skywalker level cameo but no one actually ever said that like elizabeth olsen was doing an interview and the interviewee the per the person conducting the interview rather literally set up and posed the question like hey we just saw mandalorian and there was a big you know cameo at the end with luke skywalker can we expect anything like that from wandavision and she just said yes that was it she didn't elaborate on it. She didn't bring it up. She didn't say, guys, like, call a fucking press conference. There's a huge cameo. Bigger than, like, that didn't happen. No. So, I think 
it's just something that, just like the engineer, we just kind of blew out of proportion. You know, we made it a thing where realistically, I, I don't know. I But uh, curiously, though, my point with this is I'm curious as to what she was actually referring to. Maybe just Evan Peters? I mean, like, I... Uh, the only thing that's weird is I think Evan Peters' episode, like episode four or five, whichever one he came in, I think that episode had already been out when this interview happened. So that's the only well, thing I th thought was kind of odd. But yeah, but just... here's here's the thing: there, that's like a there, that's a knowing question for her. What if she oh, says yeah. no? If she says no, then everybody's like, oh, well, this probably isn't going to be as good. Like, do I really want to watch? Like, you know, I mean, like, what's she supposed to say in that situation? Like. No, we don't have professor. Yeah, it's just it's a no win question. It's I, I'm I'm glad that Paul Bettany did what he did. I'm glad that she said what she said. I'm glad that everybody involved with that show did not what's the word uh debused did did not did not uh I can't God I can't think of the word. Anyway, they didn't say that any of the fan speculation was wrong. They didn't come right out and say, no, you guys aren't right. Or, no, you, it isn't this, isn't the mm -hmm. other thing. Because it hopefully this will check people's expectations for shows and things going forward. Because it's gotten to the point where everybody guesses every possible scenario out there. And eventually somebody hits on it. You know, so yeah, that one person gets to say, yeah, I was right. But you're almost, it's almost like a race to try and um ruin any of the surprises that are left in, in shows anymore it's like well this could be this i mean my god we had mephisto coming in we had you know the x-men coming in we had it's just right. nightmare reed richards sure. like yeah, eventually yeah. eventually, eventually somebody's going to be right but you're also going to hear every possible scenario. So by the time it happens you will have heard it already and so it won't be as you know it, it nobody to be fair, nobody going into the Mandalorian that I heard said Luke. There probably mm -hmm. was somebody out there. I probably just missed it. And lucky for me, I did. Because if I had heard Luke ahead of time, I probably would have gone into it and gone, oh, wow, that's really cool. But it would not have had the emotional impact and weight that actually seeing Luke Skywalker showed up did. Well, that's the thing. So, like, I theorized, like, logically, like, Luke fits because of the Jedi thing, right? Like, I thought... Like Luke would fit, Ezra Bridger would fit, and then what's his name Cal from Kestis. Cal Kestis would fit. Yeah. No, out of all of those though, I never would have dreamed it was Luke because Mark Hamill's like sixty years old. Exactly. Like you know what I mean. And that was the whole. That was the main reason that like, to your point, like no one said it was like gonna be Luke because like everyone just assumed it wouldn't be because how could it be? You know what I mean. The, right. No one really thought they were gonna de-age. Like, you know, or do the CG, whatever they did to bring him in. There's no one thought that that would be it. So it was like, while Luke was the safest play, like for them to get a big pop, um, it was uh, definitely, it was good. It was totally worked out good. But this show, WandaVision, I don't think, it didn't need any of that stuff. It didn't need like the gimmick of freaking mutants being the thing. Like it didn't, the purpose of the show was never to introduce Reed Richards or introduce the X-Men or whatever. The purpose of the show was to just showcase Wanda and her Wanda grief. Wanda and Vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that's it. Like those other things could have happened. And that's the only thing that like 
I kind of irks me a bit is that people, like you were saying, like we hear all these theories and like everyone, like, everyone theories out every little thing. Like the engineer, yeah. two sentences happened with this engineer thing and people blew it. And I, I jumped on board with it too. I was like, well, who is it? Blah, blah. But it's yeah. like, literally they said two sentences and like, I just like, don't like that. Everyone gets so attached to like these theories in their head and then they're like disappointed by what the show actually gives them when it's like good. Yeah. Like the show was good just because your theories didn't pan out or they didn't do what you inevitably decided you wanted them to do. Cause that's why you get attached to the theories is cause you get attached to those ideas. You think, well, that'd be really cool. And you want that to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, you're disappointed, but that's not really fair for the show. You know I'll say I mean? this. I, I think that is one of the downsides to serialized television now with the movies we have entire stories in one chunk so you weren't able to watch civil war the first half hour of civil war and then theorize about how the rest of it was going to play out you saw it all at once um you weren't able to watch the first part of infinity war and and speculate as to how they were going to beat thanos or even that they weren't going to beat thanos in the end um you saw it all play out and you know over the course of those two hours with with WandaVision and these new Marvel series going forward, like this is all I almost think they might be better served by taking the Netflix approach and dumping all the episodes at once. Um and then and then you kind of put it on the on the viewers to decide how they want to consume it. But at least it's all out there and you kind of it combats that that people making those wild theories that that may or may not come true. None of those, like, none of those theories that people had came true, I feel like. There were really. so None of the crazy ones, ones for sure. Yeah, Fine. yeah, really out there ones. But there was a meme, actually, I saw on Facebook of, uh, you know, that, like, Captain America, where he's like, so yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, it said, like, so you had a WandaVision theory that didn't come true. Yeah. And I was just like, yep, that's that's it. <laughs> that's a yep. lot of people. That's yeah. a lot of people. And that's the thing, though, the downside to the whole, because I would love, the one thing that I want more than anything with these shows, like Mandalorian included, WandaVision included, I, they need to be longer, like just a little bit longer. Like I don't like because that's the problem with dropping all the episodes at once is everyone talks about it for a week and then we're done. We're not talking about it anymore with this. They got nine weeks of Every that's all anybody was talking about for nine weeks is what's going to happen next week on one division like what this that it built moment it debuted at like top thirty five like in the top thirty five it was like thirty fifth worldwide in television program ratings and like all that stuff and then it was able to climb up to the number one biggest show in the world because of the week by week release because hype kept building and building and building for it and it became this huge thing. If they were dropped everything at once, it wouldn't have been. It, no, it wouldn't have been a big show. It wouldn't like it would have been there. People would have talked about it for a week. It, it would have got good ratings and all that stuff. But you, they definitely wouldn't have gotten the steamroll effect of it becoming the number one show in the world. Like, yeah. like as much as I would prefer them all just to drop at once, because I would just like to binge watch the whole thing and call it a day. Yeah. They'll, they won't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even Netflix is going to start not doing that. You know? Which is one thing I'm really glad like, that Snyder Cut is just going to be a damn movie 
I really didn't want to wait a month to watch a movie that we pretty much already know is going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, hey, let me watch the movie. Like, you don't, you don't break it up just to get, you already have my subscription, HBO Max. Come on. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyways, Rick, you being the least MCU fan among us here, not that you don't like the MCU by any means, <laughs> but tell me what you thought about the the finale here. Did it live up to your expectations? Did, did you like it? Or just, just what do you think? Uh, I don't know really what I was expecting. I'll put it that way. Um, it, it wasn't bad. I didn't walk away from it like, you know, like, wow, that was incredible or anything. I was like, okay, yeah, it was, that was pretty good. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, like I said, I didn't really know what to expect. So, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, but again, I'm not as well versed in like the MCU and all that sort of stuff. So do you think that it, like uh, like like Shackman said, do you think it reached its inevitable conclusion, or were you expecting something else to happen? No, I think it did reach its in- inevitable conclusion, and uh, I mean, for me, I was just I was satisfied, but it, at the same time, I thought it was a little underwhelming, honestly. But looking back on it, I guess it really wasn't. So. Yeah, and that's what I think we were talking about this before on the stream, where it's like I don't know if un- like if someone wants to call it underwhelming, that's fine. But I would, in my head canon, I would more describe it as like there was nothing, there wasn't that big thing that happened. No. Right? No. Like, well, I think it of, played out just as it should have played out. We came out of but, the Mandalorian with that thing, and you just almost like expected it at that point where you're like, this is going to have something like that too, and it just didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like, I don't know if like saying underwhelming, like, I don't know if I would consider that like a fair assessment because that to me implies that you were expecting more, but kind of like I said before, like, I don't know if that's really fair for the show. Yeah. You I know don't what know I mean? what I was expecting. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, I, mean, I could totally see why, especially if you had like expectations like that, you know, that's like that big Luke Skywalker cameo is going to happen sure. and then it doesn't, and then you go into, you're like, oh, well, this is just kind of, I don't know, expected. Because I would say, if anything, everything was kind of just, it was whelming. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't underwhelming. Wasn't I was over- very whelmed. Yeah. I wasn't overwhelmed <laughs> with anything, and I wasn't underwhelmed. That's a good way to put it. It was just whelmed. So, I don't know. John, do you have any, like, uh, What's your first overall impressions I it. of it? <laughs> I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I mean, we talked about this when we when when we did the first episode review. I, I we talked about and I talked about how much I loved those first two episodes, and I said ultimately it's going to come down to how they stick the landing. And I was really worried after episode seven um, when we get the it was Agatha all along, and I thought, oh man, they're they're gonna they're gonna cop out and they're gonna do the you know, the, the tried and true a villain was doing something bad to Wanda and caused all this. And, and none of this was Wanda's fault and they're going to absolve Wanda because it was Agatha all along. Um, and I like that they didn't, that it really wasn't Agatha all along as much as Agatha played a part in the hijinks that happened while they were in it. Ultimately it was Wanda that was responsible. And I'm glad they didn't cop out on that. Um, and so that, and then, and then, you know, the ending, I'm sure we'll get to it, but was significantly overwhelming for me just in the, from the emotional impact of the ending. And I mean, as much as people might want to say this wasn't 
you know, this wasn't Infinity War where half the population got dusted. This wasn't Endgame where they brought everybody back and defeated Thanos. But this also wasn't a Avengers level movie. This wasn't a Civil War movie where you get a schism between two factions in the MCU. This was a Ant-Man. This was a um, Captain Marvel. This was a this was a, uh, a look at a singular character in the MCU and and what in developing that character more, giving that character her own story or, or their own story in, in Wanda and Vision. And and I know that people, again, I go back to, I've said it a million times before, I think the pandemic had people so starved for MCU content and, and, and entertainment that I think people put more weight on the show than, mm. than the show deserved to have put on it. Um, because I think ultimately, for me, I think the show was done excellent. I think it was a great show. I loved it from the start to the end. Um, and and I wouldn't have changed anything. And I still think, you know, ultimately it has, it warrants its place in the MCU because you do have some significant, you know, Monica gets introduced. Monica's got powers. Monica is going to play a role in the MCU going forward. Going forward. Um, you get Vision, a, a Vision, returns to the MCU in a fashion by the time we get to the end of it. So there's a number of things that happen that expand the MCU in general and and work to continue the the overall story of the MCU. But you also, it's definitely much more focused on one character or one family of the MCU. Oh yeah, for sure. That was the one thing your camera froze, by the way. Um, The one thing that I like didn't want to happen was a cookie cutter ending where everything's fine and you know Wanda just gets off scot free for everything she did, right? Like that's yeah. Yeah. that was the one thing I didn't want to happen, which they didn't. I I kind of said before that like I wanted there to be like some big uh, Shakespearean kind of tragedy to it all, and where they didn't really go that far into it, they also didn't do the cookie cutter. They really landed somewhere in the middle of cookie cutter and tragedy you know what i mean like i was expecting her just to be like just in the end the kids die vision dies she gets nothing and she's just pretty much where she was at the beginning having now had four thousand plus people hostage so just making the situation worse right yeah but at, at this point we're left with it like uh I don't know, just acceptance really she accepts everything and then she becomes scarlet witch like truly and like the costume looked great like everyone thought that costume wouldn't work in live action and it totally did it looked great well looked really good better than the uh action figure we saw at the store the other day yeah that was an old yeah that's yeah that looked more like the wanda on halloween the the sokovian fortune teller one Mm -hmm. um no, but it was great. And I like, uh, I think my favorite part of the episode was the white vision stuff when um, him and vision had the whole Theseus debate. I that request was, elaboration. Yeah, that <laughs> was the best. I, I don't know. I like that part because a lot of people have said that, like, and I do see where they're coming from in this, where like they really felt like the show was super unique and like loved it all the way up. But then the end was just kind of your typical Marvel fair. Like, there was a fight, and then they were fighting. Like Vision was fighting Vision, and then CGI battle, and yay! Like that's it was true. It is just kind of what it was. But I liked, I liked the Wanda using her powers thing against, you know, uh, 
Agatha and then with the runes. I don't know how she all of a sudden learned how to do the runes. Yeah, cast the runes. But either way, she she did it. So, I mean, that was... I liked it, even if it wasn't explained. Because the only thing, my answer for that, too, for anyone out there who's just like, well, how did she learn how to do that? Because, like, Agatha's literally sitting there saying, you don't know how to do magic, essentially, right? Like, you don't know yeah. what you're doing. You're, you're dangerous, whatever. But, see, she also says that the Scarlet Witch uh, is able to perform magic without like free of incantation as i think what her the direct quote from agatha was so realistically the runes are there just because she thought about it like you know what mm -hmm. i mean like she pretty much can materialize any spell just by thinking about it that's mm -hmm. what literally agatha described scarlet witch being able to do so that's how the runes were there you know she just thought I need to put these runes up so that I'm the only person who can use magic here. So she did. Like, she yeah. didn't have to know what the runes meant or what they looked like. It's fucking magic, and she can just do it because she's a Scarlet Witch, and that's what they said that she well, could she, do. Like, she knew what they looked like. I mean, Agatha pointed them out to her. She showed them her the runes. Yeah, I mean, she did see them, too. Yeah. So at that, point, at that point, all Wanda had to do was recreate what was in that room, Yeah. and bam, you're, you're, you're done. She's toast. Yeah, I mean, even that, too. She so. wanted to even thank her for, like, yeah. showing her the runes, you know. Oh, yeah. Sarcastically, obviously. But, well, yeah. no, and that's why she totally, like, that's... Here's one thing, though, too. Is she, she puts her under the spell to make her be Agnes, right? But then she takes down the Hex. So... That confused me. And then she... Ag Ag Agatha doesn't actually have a house there. So if she even... If she even is still under a spell... To making like her think that she's just Agnes to continue on being. Where did she go? That's what <laughs> she, I. Yeah. She she doesn't actually have a house. Does she just go to Ralph Boner's house? <laughs> like Ralph Boner. You know what I mean? It's a uh, that is kind of. I don't know. It's the only thing that didn't uh, make she sense. She just. She gave her. She created a house on the on the land that Vision had left for her. I mean, let's. I mean, that's that's my simplistic. You know, that she owned that plot of land, so she manifested a house on that plot, and that's where Agnes is going to live. I mean, that's you know my overly simplistic answer to to where how they wrap up the Agatha thing. No, you're probably right. I think. Well, they show her leaving the plot of land, and it's just a plot of land. Yeah, like sure, but I mean, she does it on her way out. She she you know. I think I think it's wrinkle uh, fingers back behind her as she's flying out. You froze again, by the way. Um, I think unless you're just being very still. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be a good ventriloquist. Yeah, um, I think if anything, too, maybe we're just reading too much into that part, and where like it's just a mental spell, and so she's just trapped in the mindset of Agnes. Doesn't necessarily have to stay in Westview. Like, Agnes can go wherever she wants. She's just stuck as Agnes, as opposed to Agatha. You know what I mean? True. I guess that's the way I would, like... Because you know that she kept her... She's If she ever needs help with something, she, she'll go and get her. She knows where to find her. Yeah, like, she'll go and get her. Because I, I think, like, I think... Which kind of leads me to a good question for you guys. Do you think we're going to see Agatha again? Or do you think... Maybe. Like, in another MCU? Sure. Yeah, like in Doctor Strange 2 or something. You could. I don't know that we'll see her that soon, but I mean, we'll see her again. I, I it, they left her on the board for a reason, so I, yeah. you know, I, I definitely, I definitely think the fan reaction to Catherine Hahn's portrayal was she did good. big enough that that I think that they'll find a way to use her eventually. 
I could totally see him yeah. like I mean doing the whole mentor thing. Not not so is, like mentory, but well, and this is also like, you know, I mean, she Scarlet Witch has now put Wanda has now put Agatha in kind of a a prison of sorts. And so, you know, this is also a it's well known throughout the MCU, throughout the world now that Scarlet Witch had done this to this town. There's 4000 people in this town that have 4000 families out there that they will and friends out there that they'll tell what happened and how Scarlet Witch did this. And so, you know, who's to say maybe a villain later on down the road doesn't go, well, wait a minute, Agatha Harkness was there. She was part of this. Where's Agatha Harkness goes and finds her and finds a way to undo Wanda's spell and then teams up with Agatha as a threat later on. You know, I could see a revenge aspect to that happening later on by somebody undoing what Wanda did to Agatha and Agatha wanting some measure of revenge for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see too. Like, uh, the, that was one of the things I liked about the show was that Agatha, like, we, Agatha was a bad guy, but she was also mainly like, she wanted the power for herself, sure, but she was mainly just like, you're dangerous, Wanda. Like, yeah. she was like, she was like, mm. you're dangerous. Like, is she though? Like, we're getting yeah. all this information from the character that's trying to take, that's like, that's like me saying that, you know, my boss doesn't do a good job. You should make me the director, or, you know, the, the person in charge. It's like I would argue I, that she's dangerous <laughs> because she doesn't know how to control her powers. I That's mean, look what, what happened. She put 4000 people in, took them hostage and made them play out like a mind control. 4000 people locked kids in their rooms. Like, but is she just she is using dangerous. is she just using what happened as an excuse to try and take the power? Because she didn't come there under the she wasn't drawn there because of the what's the right word? She didn't the injustice of what was happening to those people. She oh, was yeah, drawn yeah. there because of the power. She oh, yeah. wanted yeah. to come and get the power that was going on. And then once she found out what was actually going on, she was like, Hey, wait a minute. I, I feel like I feel like she was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a bad guy. She's definitely a bad guy. Like that's that goes without saying. Yeah, but they didn't make her a mustachey, truly bad guy. Kind of like how they went, sure. like <laughs> they, with Hayward. They kind of just did. Like, yeah, that's like he wasn't really a bad guy. He was just a dick. But like they kind of in the end just made him just be like the dick suit. Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it was kind of like okay, we've seen that a million times. But that was the one like, part I was a little disappointed in because you made a good point last the last show that we talked about where he actually had a moment of like real human compassion where he let Wanda in to see vision's body. He, you know, he could never let vision go. I mean, his job is to hold the vision's body, hold this weapon of mass destruction and, and analyze it for the government. But at the same time too, he, he had this moment of real human compassion where he let Wanda in to at least hopefully give her some closure and say goodbye. Um, but then you get to this episode, and so he kind of redeems himself for, you know, kind of the dickish things he's done up until this point. But then you get to this episode, and he just goes ultra dick because he, you know, tries to shoot the kids and then <laughs> continues shooting Monica after he's already hit her three or four times. He continues yeah, right. until the clip's empty. And then he decides to go run him over. I mean, the guy just went off the deep end. <laughs> he did, yeah. Well, then even prior to that, he's like talking shit to Jimmy. 
Like, yeah. just like no one's going to believe anything that happened here. Like, you know, we're, I'm going to be looked at as a hero because they're just going to, we're going to blame this whole thing on Wanda. Like, they're going to think Wanda's the one who made White Vision, not me. Like, all this, it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, just give it a rest, my man. Like, you were, right. you were cool. Like, just last episode, you, you looked like you were going to be cool in the end. But no, nah, he just ended yeah. up being. Yeah, he just ended whatever. up being a dick. Yeah, and I think too. He knew the kids weren't real, so like I don't really care that he went to shoot the kids, but the fact that you just made a good point, he just kept shooting Wanda. Or not Wanda, but Monica. Monica. Like, yeah, just right. kept, like, as soon as like, you think, he would have stopped. Like, like, he knew what he was doing. But no, like, Wanda, Monica jumps in front of him and starts taking the hits, and he just keeps going. Like, yeah. that's the... That's the dick part. That's the evil part. Shooting the fake kids, that's not evil. But shooting your coworker repeatedly, that's evil. Like, Let's that's be clear, kind of I evil. think shooting fake kids is pretty bad. <laughs> but they're fake. They're not <laughs> real. The like, it's but not, they were it's, real it's in real. that in that moment they were real. They he yeah, doesn't they know that they're real. not real. He knew they weren't real. He watched WandaVision. No, they watched. They watched the kids be born but and turn ten that, like a day later. They weren't. He doesn't know that she doesn't have the power to create life or that she create. I mean, they were. They are. They, and they were they real to an extent. They weren't. They, they knew they weren't real. He knew they weren't real. Like they weren't real being with. They're gone. They ain't real. That's not the big. Are deal. they though? Are they though? Yeah, because I think I think that actually is Mephisto fucking with her. Really? Because I think it's or something like that. Because the it's I think that part the is like obviously was going to tie into multiverse of madness. Obviously, talking we just jumped to the end where in the post credit scene where Wanda's going through the dark the hole. second post credit the second post credit scene. If yes. if you didn't know that there were two, there is. Yeah, <laughs> go back yeah. and watch all the way until the show stops yeah. running because yeah. So in somebody, that though, she's going through the dark hole and. Tommy, the, the the kid, yells like, Mom, help, whatever. I think that is like a Mephisto or a nightmare or something. Some dark magic related thing from the Darkhold manip- trying to manipulate her. You know, trying to do, do like, going to make her think that it's Tommy asking for help. Like, you just got to do this. I'm trapped here. And like, but really, it's going to be she fucking unlocks a door for something else. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what that is. Personally, that that just what makes the most sense to me because the kid isn't real. So how could the kid be communicating in any way? Probably because it's somebody impersonating the kid. Real. The 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 show told you it wasn't real. No, it didn't. I mean, she 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 altered reality. She she was only with that spell inside the the hex, though. It was only inside the hex. Yeah, like that's how. But it was real. It wasn't imaginary. It wasn't fake. She was literally able to create. I mean, Vision was able. Her her vision that she created was able to fight the the real vision that got brought in from outside. I mean, they they, they are real. They're they're they they're may spells, be manifestations that real. she created, but they're not imaginary. They're not fake. They're not. They're not. They are. Uh, what's, they're, they're not. They they're don't, constructs. They have, it's like Green Lantern <laughs> constructs. That's literally all it is. Except it's only not real. They can, they can there. think for themselves, and they can, you know. Yeah, but though. that's only with the hex. Like it, they were only real inside the anything that was inside the hex so, is real so, as real so can if be. You, so if you take a human to outer space, are they no longer real? I mean, 
just because well, no, they're because they're a, they're a carbon-based being. They, they, these things were well, not carbon-based were... beings. Sure they Ooh, were. Ooh, that's a good argument. No, they that. weren't. As soon as the hex went down, they deteriorated. They started breaking away. As soon away. as a human goes to space, they die. They deteriorate. They like No, that's completely different. These <laughs> things weren't real. They were literally make-believe things. Let us know they in the comments real. what you think. <laughs> like they were they as I, soon I as the hex no, goes away, I don't which is them just magic. It's all magic. They they disappear. Yeah. That was the whole point of the show. Like that's why it was when they they they're, they're not real. None of them are real. <laughs> it's not real. That's why Vision isn't here anymore. <laughs> they're they're gone. They're all well, gone. What do you think is going to happen with White Vision? I don't know. He was real. He'll come back at some point. Yeah. But he's not going to be Vision. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's going to be like this new thing. That's why I think they're going to go that route with just like they did in the comics where he has all the memories of Vision, but he's not Vision because he's like he's a new thing now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So that's actual physical Vision's body then. Like the original. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't they didn't technically say and show that well, no, they they actually did that. They said that like you are I think Paul Bettany's I think the fake vision said that you are like the the real vision, like in physical form, but not in mental form. Where he was kind of, a, and he was a different thing. Like he was a an imaginary version of vision, and neither were vision, but both were vision. Now, that's why that was a good scene because it was it was just that was good stuff. But yeah. um, yeah. So those well, those, that's, that's those things aren't that was, real. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we'll we'll have to agree to disagree on that one because I, I think it was it was it certainly felt real, and I think it was just it was just as real for uh, Wanda as it was for anybody else. Um, yeah, but it the, was because of the hex, though. That's why, as soon as the hex is gone, nothing is a thing anymore. Well, I mean, as soon even as if she can create gone, nobody, it, nobody then, here like, exists either. So, like, I yeah, mean, but that's already all... a thing. Like Wanda Not created really. the thing. So like I understand, it, but because just, <laughs> just because she creates a thing doesn't mean that the things that are inside it aren't real. Like I understand that it went away and they went away, but but that doesn't mean that they didn't exist, that they weren't there, that they didn't have agency and and uh, uh, an effect on the people around them while they were there. I mean, they they had physical forms. They fought. They they had interactions. They talked. They felt. They were emotion, real like, inside the hex. I agree with you there. Exactly. So, but the hex can't. The so hex he was shooting. So he was shooting real. real kids. He was shooting real kids in the hex. That's, in the I hex. Mean, that's what I'm saying. In the if hex, had, they were real, but they weren't real. If he had hit them with bullets, they would have died. Wanda would have have had to watch her kids die because he was shooting kids. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if you know that they're you know, not going to survive outside of an area or not. When you shoot kids, you shoot kids and you're a dick. I mean, oh, it's still a dick move. It's a dick move whether they're real or fake. I mean, you don't shoot kids, but I don't consider him evil for shooting imaginary beings. It's like if I, if I it's just, it's imaginary. Like, you know what I mean? He's just a dick. You know what I mean? Like, he is just a dick. He was just a dick. If you if you have dick. if you have a if you have a kid and they bring you their stuffed teddy bear and it's their best friend in the world and you proceed to rip that bed's that bear's head off, or you're a did. dick. Regardless of whether or not that bear is real oh, yeah. or exists or has a life, 
you're still evil. You're evil for doing But that. it's not you're a evil. magical yeah. thing. Construct. I don't know. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, I, I was going to say something else. I forget it now, but yeah. Okay, well, where the where do you th- this is what um well no I feel like we covered most of everything anyway I'm trying to think I, what did we miss oh yeah the Pietro thing so obviously he Ralph was just Boner. Ralph Boner like what what elaborate on how you felt about that because I know you said before that it would be kind of useless like why bring Evan Peters in if he's not gonna do that yeah I mean as much as I love the show I, I'm really disappointed that they did that that they chose to to do that because I feel like I mean we've said it before that's just a giant troll to the audience like why bring in that that actor from that franchise to play that role um I I I I I'm I'm assuming they did it as an homage to the to what came before to to the X-Men universe or franchise um, I'm, I'm guessing that when they finally get asked about it, that'll be why um, they cast him. But it felt like a big. Just kind of like because because like you said last week, I mean, that was the cliffhanger for an episode like the cliffhanger was, oh, here's here's Quicksilver from the X-Men franchise showing up playing her brother. Like, mm-hmm. what what's this all mean? Like it was in, it was done very intentionally and very knowingly on their part as as to what it would mean to the audience to a much of the audience to see that, that actor show up in that role. Um, so yeah, no, I, a lot of people off. I feel like, well, and that's the thing, like, and, uh, I said this on stream too, because in the, I was watching, like, I use the example here because I saw John Campia talking about it. And he said that he used Tobey Maguire being cast as like uncle Ben in a Spider-Man movie as like an example of like, that's what this was like. It's like a cool thing that fans have always wanted, like something to, you know, happen. Like you bring Christian Bale in for a cameo in a Batman movie, you know, that kind of thing. But the, the argument that I would make with this is that this is an entirely different thing. This was explicitly set up to just cheaply throw you off because like he was set up as Quicksilver. He showed up and he was the cliffhanger of the episode it wasn't that we knew if we would have known that he was playing Ralph Boner and saw that uh, Agatha put a spell on him to trick Wanda into thinking it's Quicksilver, then that's the that's the equivalent of Tobey Maguire playing Uncle Ben because we know that it's not Quicksilver. This was set up for four or five episodes for you to not know if this was really Quicksilver or not. Like, that's the that's the difference, you know? It's not like someone coming in for a quick cameo as, like, an homage to that world. They literally did it just to blatantly misdirect people, which isn't yeah. necessarily, like, a bad thing, but I could totally understand why someone would be, like, upset or disappointed or just downright kind of angry about it because, like, it is, it, it's a cheap trick, like, because they didn't just tell us what it was. You know what I mean? It's not that they needed to, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I get why people would be upset about it, because they string you along and deliberately make you think 
that this is Quicksilver in some capacity, whether it's X-Men Quicksilver or something. You know what I mean? It wasn't just Evan Peters doing a fun, quick cameo. Like, they made you think he was fucking Quicksilver. Yeah. Like, plain and yeah. simple. I mean, know? they gave him Quicksilver's powers. They just... It, yeah, everything. Yeah, they kept just... making you think... Like, they kept telling you that it is Quicksilver more so than doing something fun. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. If he had, it even, I would even go so far as to say I would have been more accepting of it if he had showed up and said, I'm Pietro, and, and said like things that made her believe that he was, but didn't have the powers. Like, if he didn't have the powers, then it'd be like, well, why don't you have your powers? And it was left ambiguous. Like, like we had a, we had the, we had more, the audience, if the audience had more information or at least more clues that he wasn't Pietro, other than because using the same actor, makes you just start questioning like like you said like plus everybody's theories about the multiverse and how it's going to factor in there there are announcements ahead of time about the multiverse coming off of the spider-man movie where they introduced the concept of the multiverse to you know it makes it all it all sets it up for this to be more than what it ultimately ended up being mm-hmm. yeah and that's and that's the the only thing i quote quote unquote take issue with was just how they executed it because yeah. They deliberately did it. Like they knew exactly what they were doing by casting. Because if, none of that would have happened if it was Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson who showed up. And yeah, they no. could have. They could have very well just made it Aaron Taylor Johnson because it was a witch did it. Like they could yeah. just like they Wanda manifested that. Vision and kids. So Agatha would it would have been perfectly fine for them to say that well she just created an illusion of freaking Pietro. Pietro. Like of the real one of Aaron Taylor Johnson, and then just did it that way. Like, or they could have cast an actor that wasn't the only other actor in the world that's played. Uh, ex- yeah, that's they could yeah. Have cast anybody else in that mm-hmm. town could have been a, you know, anybody else. But they, you know, that's that's a, like I said, they they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, and that and yeah, that's explicitly it because of all the tie-ins and then them not being more upfront about it. It's just it was a cheap trick in the end. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad that it's not Quicksilver. And I'm not mad that it wasn't the X-Men and all that stuff. I just think it was a cheap way of Throwing misdirecting. Off, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I just think it's like it's fine that they did it. it. Doesn't mean it's not a cheap trick. Like so. But in the end, like I said, I'm fine with it. Like I didn't think uh, Monica would get her powers, though. I think we forgot to talk about this when it happened. I was actually kind of surprised that they gave her the powers for, in the series in general. Just kind of t- talking generalities for the season. I kind of figured they would have waited till uh, season two, or not season two, but Captain Marvel two. The other thing is though too with this, or I said that I was kind of glad that the the thing didn't end with like a cookie cutter thing. You saw in the scene here with uh, like when Dottie comes up in particular, and I kind of touched on this before, where she comes up and I mean they all come up and they're like telling wanda you know please stop like you doing this whatever yeah. whatever but dottie's like can you please just like let my daughter out of her room like i just i just want to see her like so like right. literally this entire time like kids have been locked in rooms like people have been locked in rooms like whatever like this shit was wrong to say the least oh yeah you know definitely. what she did so i was that's what honestly made the scene at the very end where monica is like They'll never know what you gave up for them. Like, bitch, I don't think they give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they're 
fake ass mother like she literally put four thousand people held them hostage locked kids in their rooms like they don't give a shit that she had to get rid of their fake family that's yeah exactly. like that's absurd i can't believe that they left stupid. that line in there for her to say it made monica seem like the stupidest character in the world like Never know what they had. Like they don't, they give, don't a give a shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, like they they want their lives back. What are you talking about? So that's why I'm glad that she's on the run though, and they didn't just do the Agatha all along. And like you said, like Wanda just gets off scot free. Like at least, despite Monica's stupid line, she's actually on the run. She isn't hiding. Like they implied the fact that she was in hiding at the very end with the the post credit scene. So like. There's that because that line just like kind of was just like, are you really like they even they even showcase like I said with Dottie and all these stuff like these people were not having a good time. <laughs> no. they, they were not having a good time at all. And so yeah, I just thought that was kind of stupid. Did you have any like opinion on that one, John? That line of hers. I I mean I understand why they threw it in there. It was because. You know, she they were they were adding even more weight, even more emphasis to what Wanda had given up. But um, but you're right in that I don't think the town would have really cared. Ultimately, um, the other thing that's I mean, not it's not here or there necessarily, but it's also curious how, you know, we don't have a real good idea of what kind of time frame this whole event took place. Was this a matter of days? Was this a matter of weeks, months? You know, how long had these people actually been held hostage for? How long had they? You know, um, you would think it's probably only been a few days. Um, so, you know, not that not that it changes what she's done in any real way. But, you know, the shorter amount of time, I guess, the less maybe the less impactful it was on their lives. Um, but, yeah, it, I, it was I, I I didn't even think about the line when she said it because I was just so wrapped up in like actually what Wanda had given up from from me as the viewer and you know as Darcy said I'm invested I was invested in those characters and and the whole end just emotionally was the gut punch that you the inevitable gut punch that you knew was coming and it wasn't just a punch it was multiple stab wounds and then turning the knife and turning the knife and turning the knife because it just went on and on and on um I actually didn't get very emotional about it. I didn't either. Yeah, I did. Like, surprisingly, because it, it, it was I cried like not cry like ball my eyes, but like I'll tear up from like stupid stuff in a lot of movies. Oh, like, me too. Like I like I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, like it'll happen. But like this, like a scene like you're saying, like it is explicitly there to tug on your heartstrings, and like I just I didn't care. Yeah, like I don't know why. I it just didn't it didn't have that effect on me for some reason. Now like, Luke Skywalker coming back though, that was pretty good. Yeah, like that, that made me pretty teary eyed. Yeah, like Kevin was, Smith, yeah. uh, man, he's. He got real emotional about it. About WandaVision? Yeah, yeah I, I think told I you he posted that, that picture of himself crying. It was just like, it was beautiful. I yeah. yeah, I liked it. I didn't, I don't, like, don't take me, like, not being emotional about it as a bad thing. Because, like, I, I, I know what they were trying to do. It's just, it didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't hit me like that. Yeah. Same. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think, like, in the end, it did reach its inevitable conclusion. Like, yeah. like I don't think they needed to do anything else. I don't really think anything was missed. Is there anything that you, like, wanted to see out of it that didn't happen? Not for me. I mean, yeah. 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed much with it. I, you know, it was, it worked like, like I said, I, again, but I also, my expectations for, it, I think were a lot more subdued than a lot of other people's. Like, I like the Mephisto character and it's, you know, obviously it's one of the big bads of the Marvel universe, but, um, like there were people that were all in, like I, I couldn't open up Instagram or Facebook or Twitter without seeing something Mephisto, like every week after the episode came out, like, Oh, was it Mephisto's the cat? Mephisto's the cat. Like, like just, Calm down. Like, they'll, if it's mm-hmm. Mephisto, they'll tell us it's Mephisto. Like, yeah. it's, it's okay. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, all the different theories and stuff. Like, if anything, I almost wish that I, I, I could. I, I feel like I need to go on a social media kind of um, break when these. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm wondering if I shouldn't try and go on when the Falcon Winter Soldier comes out because. Like, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll make it every week seeing like everybody say, oh, it's the Red Skull. The Red Skull's back doing this. Like, I can just see it now. Like, people are going to hop on every little thing and be like, oh, it's this. It's this doing this. And it's like, just let the story play out. Like, have fun with it. They're, 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 they're going to tell you the story that they want. And like, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think. I think the Falcon Winter Soldier is not going to be that kind of show. Like I don't think it's gonna draw as much speculation week to week. Like yeah, it's I not gonna. It I don't think it's gonna have that mystery element to it. I think it's gonna be real straightforward. Just not like it's bad. Like it's. I think we. I said we were saying this on stream. Like I think it's gonna be more of like a run of the mill Marvel kind of thing. And then you you made the point where it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you know, just being yeah. able to watch something, just enjoy it, and not constantly speculating. Over, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, like, so that's not really a bad thing. I just think, I really do think that that's what Falcon and the Soldier is going to be. I don't think there's going to be much to theorize. Like, I think it's going to be, it's just talking out my ass right here. I have never seen the show. I don't know. It could be a huge mystery driven show, but it just seems like it's going to be like, you, you got your good guys and your bad guys and we're just, there we go. Like, as opposed to like, this was explicitly designed to be a mystery kind of thing you're not supposed to know what's going on right until the end <laughs> like that's a good point i actually hadn't thought of that that's that's a good point that this was this show was kind of established as a mystery that you're it, it lent itself to speculation each after each episode so maybe i'm being a little I, I am i'm just being a little overly harsh i guess um but part of you know i think part of it was just the certainty with which people were saying like this is going to happen this is going to happen Oh, yeah. And everybody, that's on us as fans, for sure. We all blew the stuff way out of proportion. Oh, for sure. Like, instead of just patiently waiting until next week and just accepting whatever the show is for what it is, no, we we spent more time thinking about what could happen as opposed to just watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's people out there who spent more time thinking about WandaVision than the full runtime of WandaVision. You know what I mean? Which is really a bad thing. It's just, you set yourself up for, you know, disappointment in a lot of ways when you do that, because, you know... Yeah, because you... If it doesn't happen the way you picture it happening, it's like, 
it disappoints you, just like you said. Yeah, or, or like you feel like it wasn't good. Well, like your idea was better. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the thing you and that's like the same can be said for like you know when you fan cast actors and stuff, right? It's like it's all like you're picturing the character in your head, like so like. You know, like I always said, like Chris Pine would make a great Hal Jordan. He's he'd make a great Hal Jordan the way I'm picturing Hal Jordan, but someone might write Hal Jordan in a completely different way, and Chris Pine would be absolutely the wrong person for it. You yeah. know what I mean? The same concept. Like you, you, everyone who wanted Mephisto had their own idea of what Mephisto even was. You know what I mean? Mephisto, if he ever does make an appearance, could still disappoint. All of those people, because they're not portraying Mephisto the same way they're imagining him being portrayed. Like, look at freaking Dormammu and Doctor Strange. Dormammu was nothing like Dormammu, like, in the comics. Like, even in the Spider-Man cartoon, like, he was nothing like the, the your classic Dormammu character. Like, he was kind of, but, like, not really. He didn't even, he didn't even look remotely the same. I don't know. They, they always tend to do their own thing, so... I feel like this scene, though, this is really the last thing I think we haven't touched on with the scroll. It was obviously Nick Fury, right, that she's referring to. Like, sure. an old an friend old of your friend mom. Of... Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That would make sense. That's what I figured. Because I figured this was... Do like, you think we'll see Monica in the Secret Avengers show then? Or the Secret Invasion Secret show, rather? Invasion. Yeah. I, except yeah, I think, I yeah. I'm thinking that's setting thought, that up more I, than Captain Marvel. I thought when she when she transformed into the scroll here, I thought that that was going to be. I thought Sam Jackson was going to walk in off the other side of the stage, and that, that was going to be good. that was going to be the the Luke moment that that she had, that they had talked about for the series. I thought that, that should he have was happened. Going to walk off the state, walk off on the other side, and say, "Hey, look, we need you, or we're doing this, or whatever." Yeah, um, because. I mean, basically, that's what I mean. I guess they they left it open ended enough that if for some reason they don't want to end up using her in the Secret Invasion show, they can put her in something else. But that definitely is the very strong implication they gave is that that's where she's going to show up next. Yeah, that's where my headspace was because that's why I think maybe they gave her her powers in this because, like, initially, like I said, I thought like she'd probably get them in Captain Marvel too, but. If they're going to introduce her with her powers in this, then she probably could be a little bit more useful in the Secret Invasion arc that they're doing, especially since they're not they're not doing the Secret Invasion from the comics. So yeah. it, she would probably fit in there. I don't know. Just, it just seemed to make a logical sense that she would go there as opposed to Captain... I'm sure she'd still probably show up in Captain Marvel too, but like I said, I figured she would have been more of a central character in that. But since they gave her her powers and everything, like I think they probably have more plans for her in, in the the Disney Plus realm of things. So, yeah. Is there anything else that? Uh... Well, I guess with the final post credit scene, the last thing that I'll just add to it is I think that like obviously, I think this sets up that like Wanda is going. I this because uh, Elizabeth Olsen herself has said like WandaVision tees up. He's up her character for Multiverse of Madness. Like, so obviously, I feel like she's explicitly referring to this scene. Um, so I think what is gonna happen here, theory time, is she's is this kind of like what I said with the whole Tommy reaching out to her when she hears the kid's voice and uh 
everything. Now it's gone. Um, I think her experimenting and going through with the dark hold is going to be like the problem in multiverse of madness. Like, I think that's how that's going to tie in. And like, like I said before too, I think I said it on stream. Like I think Dr. Strange is going to like, if, if there's this whole thing in the dark hold that Agatha referred to that has like the lore of the Scarlet Witch in it, where like she's prophesized to destroy the world or whatever. Pretty sure Dr. Strange knows about that too, being the Sorcerer Supreme. So I think it's like kind of a twofold thing. Like based on these events, Dr. Strange learns that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch, probably seeks her out himself, I would imagine. Elsewise, her doing the stuff with the Darkhold, maybe someone like your Mephisto or your Nightmare or whatever is trying to trick her with Tommy and her kids, you know, so like they end up, maybe they, she can manifest the kids for real, but like it's the kind of more like in the comics with it. Well, they are real, but they're a part of Mephisto. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe it's something like that. Who knows? I don't think Wanda's going to be like the villain of Doctor Strange 2, but I think she might be like an antagonist. Like she might be the catalyst of something that causes the madness. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think she's going to be, because she's not evil. You know what I mean? That's what I was trying to, kind of what I was meaning with like Hayward, right? Like he, he was just a dick. He wasn't necessarily evil. I mean, you could argue, even though he's trying to shoot kids, like it's a pretty evil thing to do, whether or not they're real or not, whatever. That's fine. I still think he's just more of a dick. And like even with Wanda, she may have put four thousand people in mind control and all this stuff, but she didn't have like the intent to do that. You know what I mean? It just kind of happened. She doesn't have. Didn't she? It didn't. Know? It didn't happen with evil intent. No, no. Like, you know what I mean? It happened because she couldn't control her powers. Like she didn't even know. Now, granted, as she's talking with Pietro, she does become self-aware of it all. It doesn't really do anything to stop it. So she is selfish, but she's not evil. You know what I mean? She's going to do, like, obviously she's going to do whatever she can to try to get her kids, theoretically. Like, you know what I mean? So and that's why I think like, it's going to be some bad stuff. But so I can see her being an antagonist, catalyst of some bad stuff, but I don't think she's going to go, like, full villain. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Would you guys got anything else you want? Do you think you you think what do you think about Doctor Strange two and her next appearance? I don't know. I again, I don't. It's it's Doctor Strange's movie, so I'd be surprised if she was heavily involved. I That's think she'll you know she'll show up. I mean, Civil War was a unique movie in that it was a Captain America movie, but it really was almost like an Avengers Mm 2.5. I'm trying to think of another MCU film where they had a, you know, I mean, I could see her playing like the Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow part that she played in Iron Man 2, like that kind of role, like not a, not a main, I, I just, I just think it's since it's Doctor Strange, and the multiverse of madness. I obviously she'll have a role and she said that she's in it. I just don't, I don't know. I, I, I they didn't, they didn't, they didn't title it Dr. Strange and Wanda, the multiverse of madness. No. They kept it just Dr. Strange too. So I, I I'm going to, you know, 
I'm not I'm not ready to go all in and say that she's like uh, the bad guy or the antagonist for him for this yet, but we'll see. The only reason I mainly think that, though, is because when they announced Doctor Strange 2, they announced it with Wanda being a part of it. Like, she was there on stage when Scott Derrickson came out and said, we're doing, and Kevin Feige even, they said, we're doing Doctor Strange 2, and it's going to feature the Scarlet Witch. And then she came out on stage with them. She's been a part of it since when Scott Derrickson was still attached to the damn thing. And then uh, they've been filming Doctor Strange now for a few months, and she's still there filming. Like, she's been there. So you think she's going to play a pretty time. prominent role? Yeah, I think she's going to be in a, a pretty solid amount. Because normally... If someone has a very small role, they can get that done in a week, two yeah. weeks. Like, she's been in London filming Doctor Strange since they started filming Doctor Strange. Like, so, I don't know. I think she's going to be almost like a buddy cop kind of situation with them. Like, I don't think that they're, like, just that much screen time for both of them. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be more than Tony Stark and the Spider-Man, right? Far more than that. Like, I think it's going to be more like... uh more like a, akin to a Black Widow thing, but like, I think there's going to be some definite interplay with it because I really do think that she's going to be like the catalyst to it all in some way, or at least play a part in it. If it's not the whole thing, like maybe her dark hold experimentation here and someone, like maybe the combination of that with whatever Doctor Strange is up to, maybe that is they kind of connect. You know what I mean? I don't know. I. Just talking out my ass. We know nothing. Like, no, <laughs> Speculation. Know absolutely purely. nothing. Like, and oh yeah, and then the fact that she said that this uh, tees up her character for Doctor Strange 2, that's what makes me think, okay, well like antagonist stuff. You're going through the dark hold and this tees up your appearance. Eh, that's where I'm going to head with spaces with it. But in the end, I thought it was good. I yeah, liked it. It was good. So, Still looking forward uh, to Loki. Oops, if this is if this is the quality that we can expect from these MCU series, I won't be canceling Disney Plus for a long, long time. No, no, for sure. Like, yeah, like after the Mandalorian, this, and then now we got Falcon Winter Soldier in like two weeks. So Falcon Winter Soldier used to be my most anticipated until that Loki trailer, and then that became my most anticipated. So, but I'm still really very excited to see Falcon Winter Soldier. So, but right after that, we'll have. Black Widow and then Loki and then maybe Black Widow. Yeah. Maybe. Might get delayed again. So we w shall see. But let's wrap this up here then, guys. Rick, where can everybody find you online? Find me on Instagram, Sir Rick Betts. That's R I K M E T Z. Come look at my stupid pictures. <laughs> we are right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> John, where can everybody find you online, sir? Uh, over at Nightwing underscore k on the twitters and the instagrams all right you can follow me simply at sir rob beefo here i believe everywhere across all things just look it up it'll be there don't forget you can also submit topics and questions to the show by emailing us at honest and uneducated at gmail.com that's honest and uneducated at gmail.com got the hot toys reviews and statue reviews and all that stuff go up every wednesday the show goes up in podcast form, so you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you use, the show that you just watched goes out weekly, both on YouTube and in podcast form. And then come hang out with us every Friday when we do live streams. We do the figure unboxings, we play some games, we do spoiler reviews and discussions and all that stuff. 
every Friday. And that's it. That's it. That's all I got. So until next time, guys, like and subscribe, all that good fun stuff as well. You know how to do the YouTube things. And uh, that's it. Till next time, take care.